Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome to What Culture Gaming. I'm Scott, joined by Josh. Hello, Scott. Josh, a friend, acquisitions left, right, and center. Didn't see this one coming. It's kind of all over the place, the amount of different things that could possibly come together. But Sony just bought Bungie. We now have a Xbox-owned Crash Bandicoot, and we have a Sony-owned Halo Maker. It's a bit of a thing, but a lot of stuff happened. This obviously broke late last night in the UK, which meant that we, ju- we just left the office. We just snapped our fingers and went, well, we could have talked about that, but we missed it. However, there's been a lot of conversations that have happened in the interim, um, sort of shining a light on exactly what Sony were doing here, as there are various conversations around keeping Bungie multi-platform, and there is a real reason, or it seems to be, behind why they actually acquired the studio, and it's not to do with Halo and Destiny, even though I've got some thoughts on that going forward, but yes. what do you think? Well, yeah, I think we should jump straight into the multi-platform stuff because that was, you know, the big question on everyone's lips and Mm. Jim Ryan and um, Bungie themselves were eager to get out and explain what was going to happen to Bungie's games going forward. And in contrast to Microsoft's acquisitions, like you said, Bungie Mm. seems to uh, be remaining multi-platform and kind of independent from Sony. Like there was so much pressure, not pressure, so much stress um, put on their autonomy going forward, you know, Mm. in the press releases that were released and the interviews that I'm going to dive into here you know Bungie were pretty much saying like not much is going to change we're still going to self-publish games we're still going to make multi-platform games in fact in an interview with um, gamesindustry.biz that was with Bungie and um, Jim Ryan uh, the first thing Jim Ryan said was quote the first thing to say unequivocally is that Bungie will stay an independent multi-platform studio and publisher P. Parsons CEO of Bungie and I have spoken about many things over recent months and this was one of the first and actually easiest and most straightforward conclusions we reached together. Everyone wants the extremely large Destiny 2 community, whatever platform they're on, to be able to continue to enjoy their Destiny 2 experiences. And that approach will apply to future Bungie releases. That is unequivocal. And it's the fact that he's out there saying that this is unequivocal, that's yes. like, they can't go back on this now. You know, they've talked about <laughs> it being the game. He believes in generations. He's just, everything <laughs> he says is ironclad. True, but when you're making a you know a deal of this magnitude, I feel like if you if you're stressing it this much out the gate, I don't think we'll have any U-turns going forward. I don't think it's to say that we won't have a PlayStation exclusive Bungie game at some point in the future. But you know they have a bunch of things in development at the moment. They've got more Destiny in the way. They have a bunch of other projects. One that they've committed to getting out before 2025, and it seems like they don't want to split the Bungie community up. They want to reach as many players as possible. That was reiterated here. So. 
but yeah, it seems like these Bungie games are going to remain multi-platform, which obviously has everyone wondering, then why have you spent 3.6 billion well, on this acquisition? So before we get into like the real reason stuff, what do you think about the multi-platform stuff and do you buy into it first and foremost? <laughs> No, I don't buy it at all. Um, like I said, Jim Ryan's gone back on multiple things, including the entire plan for the generation as it was laid out before we even had hands on the consoles. So as much as I want to believe the nice Geordie man, um, <laughs> I think that you don't spend $3.6 billion on acquiring the makers of Halo and, and Destiny to not cash in on that at some point in the future. For me, although there is the point where, like you said, it's unequivocal, all these things are multi-platform, there is a, like, it depends on which interview you read or which statement you look at, because at one of them, um, he's being asked on the blog post, the fake interview, the sort of press one that they put out being uh, the Q&A that's on the PlayStation blog and um, where the question thing is uh, Bungie have multiple games in development will they be PlayStation exclusive and he says no and I think that everything that is in development right now will be multi-platform but like I said at some point let's say three to four years in the future you would they will absolutely do a first-person shooter or third-person shooter some sort of action thing developed by Bungie that's PlayStation exclusive I just don't think you don't do that um, yeah. even though they have uh, you know the wider thing that we still haven't touched on the real reason stuff yet, yeah. but I think they have a wider uh, plan for the what the PlayStation brand can represent and what their overall game plan is in the face of Game Pass and the amount of different things that Xbox are hoovering up. But I don't buy this. I just don't, like, it, it make, you can do the multi-platform thing, you can say that because that's the way the wind's blowing right now, but almost everything else Jim Ryan has committed to has, has done a U-turn, so... <laughs> We'll see. See, uh, for, for me, before we get into like the, the rest of it, I, I just I can't see them going back on it. Like I said, mm. maybe there's going to be an exclusive further on down the line, but I think it'll be way longer than the three or four years that you mentioned right. there, just because, you know, Bungie, as a, as a publisher and a developer, like they're big, but they don't have like the capacity to make five games at once, you know, and if they've already mm. got three projects in development, only one of them committed to coming out before 2025, to me, that's them covered for the next decade, right? That's, that's a lot of projects for one big developer to take on so they do do a playstation thing for me it's not until you know 2030 it's it's way way down the line but yeah this is all to kind of get to the next point and kind of answering the question if not exclusivity at least in the immediate future then why have sony invested and there are a few reasons uh, but one is essentially to give sony a kickstart on making live service multiplayer games you know and this is apparently according to jim ryan a realm they've wanted to get into for a while Mm-hmm. And he kind of elaborated on it in this GameIndustry.biz interview where he was talking about the perks of this acquisition and what it means for their um, practices going forward. And he said, quote, I would back us to do live service games ourselves, but when you have the potential to have a partner like Bungie who has been there, done it all before, learned the lessons and have gotten this wonderful, brilliant team who is there and has the potential to help us, we think... We think we can take something that would have taken a certain number of years and significantly decrease the time it will take to get it right. So essentially, they're using Bungie's technology. They're using Bungie's expertise Mm -hmm. as much as they are using their IP. They want someone who has been in the live service game for a long time, arguably kickstarted the modern live service genre as we know today with the first Destiny, and to use that expertise, to use that technology, to use that infrastructure to make their own live service Mm multi-platform games. Because like they said, they probably could do it but they'd be starting from scratch they'd be having to learn the lessons that Bungie like learned 10 years ago almost hey i'm ryan reynolds recently i asked mint mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation they said yes and then when i asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts they said what the f*** are you talking about you insane hollywood ass." 
So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. This podcast is brought to you by Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it just makes hiring all in one place so easy because you just get unparalleled access to job seekers. Plus, listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash WCG. Just go to Indeed.com slash WCG right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash WCG. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Well, there's also the fact that he says that they have an aggressive roadmap for live service stuff. So yeah. it seems like they already have uh, you know potential things in mind. Like Obviously, there's Ghost of Tsushima Legends, which is kind of an out-of-nowhere multiplayer gem, like the online version of the Ghost of Tsushima, the expansion stuff, that a lot of people really, really liked. And obviously, they put it out for free from Sucker Punch initially. But I wonder if something like that would be something that then gets the live service treatment. Um, for me, the wider play that I see them doing is very much investing in the PlayStation Studios, is very much investing in the first-party stuff, and the feel of PlayStation first-party, I think. Um, you know, there's various different um, interviews with Jim Ryan at the minute, and they are talking about the movies, the TV stuff, the wider, um, you know, the, the PlayStation brand itself, and bringing people into that and making things multi-platform. And he mentions the fact that God of War's just gone to PC, and it yeah. feels like they want to branch out and make the PlayStation this bigger overall thing. Um, and they do have various live-action things in the works. So obviously, Uncharted's about to come out, which is probably going to bomb, to be honest. Uncharted's not going down very well, but in terms of an overall uh, business um, approach, there's Uncharted, there's Last of Us, there's Ghost of Tsushima, there's Horizon. There's Twisted Metal. Um, all these things are about to make the leap across. And I wonder if one of the only ways they can compete with the sheer girth of Game Pass and the sheer girth of what Microsoft have acquired is to double down on the feel of PlayStation, is to almost take right. a, a few pages out of the Nintendo book and re-strengthen the brand and make people, you know, you're watching the TV shows, you're taking in the movies, um, you're playing the games alongside and everything just kind of connects and you have those live service elements that just run week to week. And you can, I, I imagine some sort of Ricky Gervais in the office style montage thing where <laughs> a whole bunch of business people put this stuff together and then just did that until it all comes together. So that's my assumption. That's why I think they're planning for the future. I think that's how they compete with Game Pass. Well, I mean, it's funny that you mentioned the multimedia stuff and the mm. way that Sony recently has aggressively gotten into the film and TV market. Like you said, Uncharted's just about to drop in like a week or so. We've got The yep. Last of Us TV show coming this year. You've got Ghost of Tsushima in development in some form. Like they're just getting started on that front. And it's something that Bungie has actually mentioned a few times in the interviews, in the Q&As. Um, on the very first um, press release that they made about this acquisition, Pete Parson, the CEO of Bungie again, said, quote, like us, Sony believes that game worlds are only the beginning 
of what our IPs can become. Together, mm-hmm. we can share a dream of creating and fostering iconic franchises that unite friends around the world, families across generations, and fans across multiple platforms and entertainment mediums, end quote. So this is another part of what the acquisition is going to get both Sony and Bungie. You know, Bungie were already looking into making, you know, um, adaptations of their yeah. work beforehand. They were wanting to get into the realm of film and TV. And Sony just so happens to have film and TV um, expertise, film and TV productions. You know, they've got the huge movie studio and stuff. They've already mm-hmm. getting video game stuff off the ground. So this kind of like partnership and sharing of ideas and technology and expertise seems to be the crux of this deal. Sony wants to go to Bungie because they have this experience, this expertise with their um, live <laughs> services. Bungie wants to go to Sony because they really want to get into multimedia film and TV stuff. And it just seems like a synergy thing. And I think that's why the focus isn't on um, exclusives, at least immediately, because they have these mm. other areas where they're wanting to grow their business. Like you said, in a way that Microsoft isn't, isn't really interested in and also isn't really equipped to do. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the thing. I think it's a fascinating move. Like, obviously, there's the the weird dark poetry side of it, where you've got, like I said, Crash Bandicoot's now yeah. over on Xbox, and the, the Halo dudes are now over with PlayStation. There's all that weird stuff. There's the fact that the dude uh, Herman Holstube was fundamental to the creation of Killzone, who headed up Gorilla, is now the dude that Bungie answers to. So the former Halo people now have to go to Mr. Killzone and, and clarify what they're going to be doing going forward. All that stuff is insane. Um, but uh, yeah, I think that they're overall they are they clearly have some sort of game plan that they're putting together. Obviously, I mentioned game pass before and how you know the thing that i just described could be their way of combating something like the appeal of game pass but they also do have the spartacus stuff um which is kind of all in the mix as well there's a lot of rumors and leaks doing the rounds that that thing is ready to be shown off or at least be announced and the different pricing tiers the different ways that that would come together so it's very exciting i think that if you're sony and i mean i don't know how much of them you know how much they were blindsided by the 70 billion acquisition of of, uh, activision but i wonder how much they have to then plan for the future obviously this deal uh, if you you know if you read what's come out about when it started being put together it was about five to six months ago it just happens to line up with now but i yeah. wonder how much of their overall game plan is factoring all these different elements in and what the playstation brand even can be in the face of all these other acquisitions or potential acquisitions totally man and i mean you know the the thing that jim ryan was eager to stress at the very end of all mm. of these interviews as well is that this is only the beginning for them they're looking at acquiring more developers perhaps more publishers mm-hmm. you know they're, they're looking to like they can't fight microsoft at its own game right they simply don't no. have the money and the resources to spend 70 billion dollars on an ea or whatever but they can you know we'll, we'll no doubt do a video on this next but they can yep. focus on other acquisitions fan favorite acquisitions maybe like konami maybe capcom maybe square enix you know what i mean mm-hmm. there are a lot Lots of um, partners that they already have relationships with that they can go after next. And it's just kind of like, it's both scary and exciting for Jim Ryan to be like, this is just the start because it's like, where does this end? What's the end point of this big um, gambit, you know? Well, that's the thing. Yeah, that's that's what's that's what I think makes this generation very exciting and fascinating. It's going to be a lot of ups and downs, I think, in regards to stuff that goes. It's, it's all just going to be whatever games come out of this, whatever experiences, entertainment and engaging things come out of this. Because it's all like it's all well and good moving the chess pieces around the board and it is fascinating to watch that stuff unfold but all of this stuff is very provisional these things are going to take years before we see any uh, fruition from the things that are being laid down so we'll see just what happens but Sony were in, in an interesting place Bungie was a hell of a weird pick I think a lot of people's response yeah. was just okay that's a weird pick um, in terms of the fact that you know obviously Halo and Destiny but a lot of those key figures have left so it must be something else and the fact that all the conversations have now started centering on the live service stuff um, makes it very uh, fascinating that they can take the technology that Bungie made for Destiny and apply that to so so many other uh, Sony IP or whatever they're going to do going forward. 
Totally. I mean, just to add one final thing on the end, you know, I think we had a few questions on Twitter last night from people mm. being like, does this mean we're going to get a Bungie-developed um, Killzone, a Bungie-developed Resistance? <laughs> Are they going to get, you know, like the IP that Sony already owns in the first-person shooter space? Well, I don't think that's going to happen because of what uh, Bungie has reiterated about they want to make their own IP, they want to focus on their own games and development. I do think we might see a Killzone or a Resistance revival that is live service, that is, you know, oh. this kind of big multiplayer thing that's oh. informed by what Bungie have done. Like, they might not be develop- developing it directly but i imagine sony's going to look at those franchises look at bungie's expertise and be like look give us a hand what would you do you know come on as consultants help us form what the next generation versions of these games were going to be so i think they'll be involved in that capacity if they are at all the only thing that needs to be salvaged from the entirety of the Killzone run it's not that it will drone from Shadowfall it's the <laughs> fact that in, was it in Killzone 2 or 3 they had a multiplayer uh, game mode where it changed the, the mode every few minutes so you would be capturing the flag for a few minutes then it would switch and it would announce that it's become a team deathmatch so you'd whirl around and start shooting everybody and then yeah. you'd have to run over and pick something else up that is one of the best multiplayer modes ever made <laughs> and no one else has ever done anything like that other than that Killzone is an absolute smoldering tire fire and I don't need any more of that Hate in my this. life but what do you mean? Okay, we'll do a separate thing with the Killzone Defender Josh Brown at some point in the future. Let us know what you think down in the comments below of the fact that Sony have acquired Bungie and what you want to see them do with the technology that Destiny has already been showcasing and what you think they can do with the team overall. For now, though, I've been Scott from WhatCulture.com. I mean Josh from WhatCulture.com. And we'll catch you next time. Bye. Killzone's terrible. No, it ain't, mate. No, it ain't. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.